Welcome to the most electrifying podcast in sports entertainment. You smell what the mass and tights is cooking. So, that's what that face was you were making. I just, I just try to make you. I just try to get you to break. That's all. Oh, yeah. I, I look at the script when I. I know. I know. You got five screens going on over there. I do. Well, you know, it's tough to produce all this shit. I know. You do great work. Uh, I hope our fans appreciate it. Fans? <laughs> Tell us that. Man. Uh, uh, so fans, we have two? Uh, I know. Well, one and a half. Who knows? So we're, we're back uh, from our week off because I really just couldn't produce four episodes before leaving. No, on my trip enough. we did three we got three uh, even spending just even the amount of time it took to record yeah three episodes is a bit much <laughs> and, and we already have heather in chat going meh meh raw was meh that's actually the new tagline raw is meh meh they see they just no sold uh that super kick Right, did Braun Strowman uh, on Raw because I got Raw on the TV right now as we record. Yeah, and uh, if Roman and people cheered, if Roman did it, they'd boo. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, they'll boo anything Roman does anyway. Because he, he could walked save out tonight. The puppy and kiss Santa Claus, people are gonna boo him. Especially in Philadelphia, they'll throw batteries. Oh yeah, they hate Santa Claus in Philadelphia. And. and you can curse in Quebecois as you do it. Yes. <laughs> Which was a great uh, image that Heather did share on Twitter earlier. She, if you guys aren't uh, following Heather, uh, our friend Heather on Twitter, you're missing out. I believe her Twitter handle is Heather8, which she'll uh, she'll correct John. Uh, she'll she, No, it's just Heather M. Oh, just Heather M? Yeah, she's stealing my gimmick. Just yeah. But yeah, it, it's screams in Quebecois was the image of uh, Kevin Owens there. Nice. That was hilarious. So Kevin Owens' dad in front row and Raw was pretty cool to see. See some video of him cheering on his son. Yeah, yeah that was very cool. Yeah, it's cool that they're now on Raw because I don't watch SmackDown very often. <laughs> Sami Zayn is a tremendous heel. I love him as a heel. I mean, I was always a fan, but as a heel, it's just like. Oh my god, he's so fucking annoying. It's awesome. Well, my favorite was he came out about ten minutes into the show tonight, and uh, he he he, uh, he just gets the crowd going. Like he's just making faces and yeah, dancing yeah. around. And I honestly thought they were going to do that for another two hours and fifty minutes. They could have. The crowd would have been hot, and they would have loved it. They would yeah. have happened. <laughs> so, uh, you know that would have been hilarious. Heather says she's not stealing my gimmick. She's the renegade to my ultimate warrior. <laughs> well, at least she's not the Shockmaster. No. Or the Black Scorpion. Or the Gobbledygooker. Oh, my God. So many horrible gimmicks. Yeah, I think that's going to be a whole episode unto itself. So what's this? The third episode of Masks and Tights. Yeah, and because it, we kind of alluded to it in earlier episodes, and even 
in our other show, Geekadrome. I kind of wanted to spend an episode, uh, I guess, navel-gazing a little bit, talking about us and our interest in history and wrestling so that we could just say it all at once and it wouldn't just kind of slowly come out as story. Um, so you've been like a solid wrestling fan for 30, 40 years now. Um, I've been watching wrestling since I was nine. So let's say I'm 44. So 35 years. Okay. And there's no breaks in between. You've been solid wrestling. Yeah. Cause even when I didn't watch regularly, I still watched. I still knew what was going on. I would still pick up a magazine, you know, like pro wrestling illustrated or the wrestler or even WWE magazine. Um, and I'd flip through it and, you know, and get caught up, um, with it, or you sit down. I mean, if you don't even watch wrestling, you can just sit down once a month, turn it on, you'll be caught up. No, that's true. The storylines, especially the storylines now, are like about a month long. Some of them, yeah. But so, were you always like WWF, WWE, or were you also starting off? I was because that was what was on uh, on Channel Five in New York, and then I don't know. I want to say i got to be like 13 14 years old and i discovered uh nwa uh they had a tv show called worldwide on channel 11 and i uh i don't know if that i don't remember if that was on saturday mornings or late night and i like set up the vcr to record it but i started seeing the 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 four horsemen and and, uh man what they were doing was just it was awesome i i bought into the get that gimmick right away um Mainly because of the promos, their promos were all great. Um, Arn Anderson, uh, his promos have a such a degree of realism to them that man, you'll buy whatever he's selling. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, all those horsemen from that period were just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then you know uh, the whole, the whole, their whole roster of rotating guys in and out, like you know uh, Ole and then Lex and then and Barry Windham, who I'm a, I'm a huge Barry Windham fan. Um, Barry as a heel uh, was awesome in that in that time. Um, yeah, and once I once I got into NWA, it was gritty and it had such a degree of realism where the WWF at that time was cartoonish, and I felt like that really doesn't do anything for me. The characters just didn't didn't uh, uh, resonate with me at all, like the NWA guys did. You know, yeah, yeah the characters were very much cartoon characters, as yeah. we all saw when they did cartoons. Yes. Um, which I love the cartoon though. When I was that age and it came out, oh, we I all did. It. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I probably started watching around the same time as you, mid '80s WWE or WWF, um, and I watched it for several years before like losing interest. You know, you, you kind of get older, your tastes change. Whatever you're into yeah. changes. You get into cars, you get into girls, whatever. Uh, I got back into it mid-90s, just before the Attitude Era. A buddy of mine was really into it, and he was just like, you got to start watching wrestling again. And I did, and it was fun to watch again. Plus, I was watching ECW and WCW at that period. So there was so much like entertainment going on. Yeah. Uh, and then I kind of dro- drifted out in the mid-2000s until you got me back into wrestling last year. <laughs> yeah, and now you got me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, and Heather and Archesco. Oh, you matured, la di da. I refuse to acknowledge maturity. I just said my tastes change. He got into cars and girls. Ooh. 
Oh, I'm still reading comic books. And yeah, yeah. Like so how I'm not saying all my you? Sure. I'm just saying my interest in wrestling waned for whatever reason. You know, I watched the first few WrestleManias. Yeah. I watched Hogan Andre at my buddy's house on pay-per-view. You know. And what was it? I think three was the first one on pay-per-view. First one two was the first circuit. one on pay-per-view. I thought it was just closed circuit. I thought it was pay-per-view and closed circuit. All right. Well, the first few, I'll just say the first few I watched at my buddy Adams as okay. a kid. Like he would have WrestleMania parties. Um, so that, you know, I so saw I was watching back then and then just kind of stopped, started again. Uh, you know, so I, I watched all of the big names from back then. And, you know, I had some of the toys and the t shirts and whatever else. Yes. And especially I had in the 90s. Andre the Giant t shirt. That was Andre the Giant size. So I guess like it was like 6X or 7X. And, uh, you know, I wore it around the house, you know, because I was you a big swam kid. swam in it. Yeah, I mean, it was still big on me. I mean, because, you know, I mean, even though I was a big kid, it was it was still really big. I wasn't a 6X. <laughs> I would hope not. Otherwise, but it had yeah. the, you know, but it, I wanted it because it had the Andre handprint on the front. And it was, you know, on the size of Andre's hand. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to agree with... Um, Bruce Pritchard, who, you know, says that, you know, that originally it was all guys. It was pictures of guys on your shirt, so yeah. it wasn't really appealing. It wasn't cool well. to wear. I mean, that, they did that in the '90s too. It was just like, I don't want to walk around with a picture of Stone Cold Steve Austin on, uh, you know, on my shirt. Yeah, well, Austin. You mean Austin awesome Three Sixteen shirt? Well, I, I forget what he, I think. Austin Three Sixteen <laughs> was one of the first ones they did that didn't like feature the guy. Yeah, but you see, there were shirts like back in the eighties, like Randy Savage's uh, shirt. Yeah, with the glasses. With the glasses and his face was in the glasses, you know, caricature, and it worked. The Captain Lou Albano T-shirt, which I wish I could find t today, because I would rock the hell out of that thing. It was a cartoon <laughs> character of him, and it was it was it was perfect. It worked for for him, you know. Yeah. So if it's done right, it'll resonate, and people will buy it. But it, uh, the stuff that came in the late '80s to '90s, merchandise-wise, just sucked. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that, yeah. Well, I mean, that was also the period where the, it waned again, and before coming yeah. back. So, you know, so I, I mean, I wasn't watching then as much, um, and then I was that came back, and it was grittier, and it became cool again, and you guys like Stone Cold and The Rock, so it became a whole new generation thing. And, I mean, things that a lot of these guys are still wrestling 20 years later. Yeah. But it's kind of also uh, impressive that guys, like, the, the guys were retiring at, like, 40 back then. And now and you have, like, AJ Styles is in his 40s and he's world yeah. champion. Yeah, he's, like, 42, I think. And but, you know, champion. for me, because I watched for so long, I remember Steve Austin coming up through uh, the USWA and uh, uh, World Championship, uh, no, World Class Championship Wrestling, sorry, out of Texas, Devon Eriks. And that was stunning Steve Austin. And then all of a sudden he showed up on WCW TV. And I was like, oh, the guy's moving up. And you saw he started to get, you know, better in the ring, better physique, better mm -hmm. promos. And then all of a sudden, here, you know, uh, late 90s, here it is, the, you know, the champion. And it, I mean, it really was that one accidental promo. Yeah. You can take that John 316, shove it up your ass. Because Austin 316 says, I just kicked your ass, son. 
And that that King of the Ring promo launched his career. Yeah. And, but and like he, when you watch long enough, you'll see the guys come up and go. And watching them go is, is sometimes you know tough, but it's like, oh wow, you you almost feel like you know them, you know, because you do you see them on television, you know, for so long. Yeah, and, and I mean, also I didn't watch a lot of the regional stuff, so I missed out on a lot of that, except for ECW, um, which was fun to watch. We would go out to clubs. ECW was on. The MSG network at like two o'clock in the morning. We'd go out to clubs and bars. This is in, in my youth. And I remember, never forget, we were at this Greek uh, club out in Queens. I can't remember the name of it, but we were at the bar. You know, there's you know, people dancing and everything like that. And we're watching ECW on the television for that hour, that last hour of, you know, being at the bar. Because it was just, it was so captivating to just see and not, you couldn't hear it, but it was just to see what they were doing was so entrancing for us. I know. Well, I mean, a lot of it was because it was that MTV-style quick editing. Yeah, yeah. So it was nothing but eye-catching. It was meant for ADD uh, uh, people. Yeah, I mean, because if you watch, like, Barely Legal, their first pay-per-view, not the best. No, uh, some great matches, but overall, an okay pay-per-view. I mean, they learned. They got better. Yeah. And honestly, my, the, my least favorite thing about ECW was going to them live, and when the shit would start happening in the crowd, if you weren't sitting in that part of the crowd, you couldn't see shit. You had to jump up, though, and going to an ECW show was tribal. The oh. chants, the, the bloodlust of the crowd, it was every bit of a Roman Coliseum. Yeah, no, it was it was always exciting to watch live, but... It's when stuff wasn't in the ring. They didn't have the screens or anything. Yeah. So, yeah. It was just like, all right, well, now I paid money to watch a crowd. Yeah. But, or, hey, we got to hurry up and run outside because they're fighting outside on Queens Boulevard. And, hey, look, Tommy Dreamer just got thrown into the side of a bus. Well, that's always fun. Um, but, yeah, but otherwise I was watching that, the Monday Night Wars. The Monday Night Wars were really exciting to watch. It was just well, like you had to keep hitting that back button, you know, on your remote to jump back and forth between programs. Oh, oh yeah, it was just last, 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 last. Yeah, yeah. To find like, is this a wrestler I like? Is it somebody who cuts a good promo? It's just gonna be a good bit. They're gonna run here. Yeah, exactly. And you know, are they spending the first half hour of the show just talking again? My favorite signs that back then were "Shut up and wrestle." Shut up and wrestle. If you didn't have a good talk, if you didn't have one of like the top three guys, like at the top of the show, you're just like, oh, get just get on with it. Come on, next. next and that bit. first when uh, uh, Nitro went to three hours, it was like you don't even don't even bother watching for that first hour. There's nothing worth watching. No, very rarely. Maybe you get a cruiserweight match out of that. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't into it. it I don't depends. like the flippy dippy. I don't. I don't like just flippy dippy for the sake of flippy dippy. Yeah, I like flippy well, dippy when it tells a story. I watched uh, a clip of Will Osprey do his finishing maneuver over the weekend. It was like, all right, first of all, you can't do that move on a big guy, and he's a small dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, there's no logic. Like, how, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, how does that even? How would that even, you know, hurt quote unquote 
to set up for a pin, you know, like a reverse neck breaker. You know how it hurts, how it can hurt. A pile driver, power bomb. You know how someone can lay on the mat in pain from that in reality. Some of these moves is just like, uh, all right, so you spun around four times before you landed on them. Does that change your, like, does that speed up your velocity to make it hurt more? I don't think so. No, but when you have somebody like Rey Mysterio Jr., who is a great technical wrestler, as well as somebody who can do all the flippy-dippy. Right. It has to be the right mix. But when you're just flippy-dippy for the sake, just like yeah. in ECW, when you when it was hardcore and bloodshed for the sake of it, like with New Jack versus the Baldies, that feud that went on, there was nothing to it other than the staple gun and the uh, uh, um, balcony jump spot. All right. But you've seen it. Every match, so it it definitely didn't have that emphasis anymore. Of hey, boss, this is pretty cool. Uh, and and uh, Heather says you must have despised Chrono Chris. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> Translation: He's a well wisher. I wish him well in all his and future endeavors. He doesn't wish him any particular harm. No, no, he was a nice, very nice guy. Very nice. Yeah. I, I, I wish she was successful. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it's like when I when somebody's a good technician who can do all the high spots, like when you had Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys doing their table ladders and chairs matches. Right. Those were just holy shit matches. Like they were they were telling a story while doing like insane shit off the ladders. Right. Yeah. And they're brutal to watch. And it really, you know, those definitely had to have taken a years out of their careers to do. Oh, but. definitely. I mean, because, I mean, look, Edge ended up a uh, broken neck and, uh, you know, uh, took time off during his career and then uh, ended his career. Yeah. Uh, Christian still, I don't, is he still around the circuit? No, he uh, he's officially retired. He has a podcast that he does with Edge. I knew and that. And he lives right here in Tampa. Oh, nice. Goes to the Whole Foods over in Tampa all the time. Nice. Tell him I'll say hi if you see him. Next time I see him, I'll be like, what's up? My friend John said, what's up? <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Matt and Jeff are back in WWE now. Yeah. You know, Jeff's still doing, like, the Swanton Bombs. And, yeah, the charismatic Enigma gimmick. Yeah. But, you know, he, he was never one who was much for the stick anyway. No. So that's why he had Matt to do the talking for him. And Matt's always reinvented himself. You know, every few years he'll do, do something to change his gimmick, and it works. I mean, he was always sort of, like, trying to be creative. Heather says I'm one definitely more, more of a Matt Hardy fan now than in those days. Yeah. Um, the The... Uh, Woken thing isn't as quite good as Broken, which I've like, gone back and watched. Oh, yeah. But, and now he's with uh, Bray Wyatt, which I don't know. I'm not loving. I'm not a either. I love Bray Wyatt's gimmick. I think it could have been gigantic. It could have been every bit of a gimmick at, that uh, the Undertaker gimmick became, and they ruined it. Yeah, I, I, I could totally see that as sort of the creepy cult guy, and it would have worked. Because I saw yes. him... You know, I, I went to a house show, I guess a year or two ago, and everybody was out and picking out their phones and doing the yep. the fireflies. And it was just 
Like, it was creepy. It was cool. The entrance song works. Uh, it, it's the whole package just worked. I thought it was. All, yeah. I thought it was all good stuff. Yeah, if they had just made him a little creepier. Yep. And it would have completely worked. And I, I mean, I still think there's chance for redemption for that character at this point, but not where it is now. Where he, nope. Even though he's tag champions. No, yeah, still, it's not doing yeah. anything for me. Yeah. So I, I don't know how, how much that can go. Um, I will say, I also love right now what's going on with the women's wrestling. Like, oh, so it's unbelievable. It, it's the obvious evolution from what started in the 90s. Uh, with Mickey James, Molly Holly, uh, uh, Lita, Trish, Victoria, you know, and it's now they're legitimately like they could run an, the entire show with just women. There really cool. should be a, a woman's uh, show because they have so much talent that I feel like they they all don't get the exposure that they could get. And I don't mean total divas. No, no, I mean like a wrestling a wrestling program. Um, a women tag champs, uh, a women's uh, secondary title. I, I would just do the whole thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, even if it's just like a one-hour show each week. Yeah, one like, hours. One hour is all you need. Yeah, get rid of like the four hundred five live, or or not. I should say get rid it's, of, but, but do a style of a four hundred five live or a. Do it's two hundred five. Is it two hundred five? I don't yeah. watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know. It's just it, it's funny to have you keep hearing say four hundred five. It's a cruiserweight division, not a super heavyweight division. Oh, oh is that what it is? Supposed to be their weight. Two hundred five is the weight limit. I did not know that. So I had no clue what the 205 meant. But yeah, do something like that on the network where you have a weekly just – it just has to be an hour, just enough to like establish them outside and give like a- additional time outside of like Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Plus it would give more exposure to the women because right now you have – you're lucky to have what, one match a week? Or, or it's, it's well. This so far tonight on Raw. This is, I think, the third women's segment. <laughs> yeah. So this is the well. They had the Sasha Banks match versus Riot Squad. Right yeah, now we're watching Natalia fun. versus Mickey James. And there was nothing in the first hour. I was at home. I'm just assuming that there was something in that first hour. Uh, not that I recall. Oh, okay. So two segments. Yeah. Although Heather does want to see 405 live. Fat ass. Four foot would be awesome. Fat ass would be flopping. Every match could, is five to ten minutes, no more. Because, you know, when you're that big, you can't go for long. And Heather is confirming that this is match number two tonight. Okay. Thank you. So, But, yeah, but, I mean, there's so much more, like, because Absolution is now not getting time tonight. Uh, your Raw Women's no, they, Champion. No, uh, they're on SmackDown now. Oh, they switched? Okay. Keep yes. in mind, I'm, I'm, that, that all happened as I was – like going away. Yeah, so you were away last week. It's all right. I'll fill you in. It's okay. So Riot Squad and Absolution switched places. Yes. I know Paige became the general manager of SmackDown. Yes. Uh, but hey, she has a movie to promote. Uh, yeah, but you know, and a career ending injury. So yeah. But again, it's like there's no time tonight for the women's champion. Um, you know, Nia Jax. No. So, you know, what it's like. You could give exposure to the champions, unless she comes out in the middle of this because she's got that feud going with Alexa Bliss, who's in Mickey James' yeah. corner. But then it's just like now there's that means five people are out for this. 
and it just becomes overkill. Definitely. Yeah, but I mean, they're definitely, it's not, so, I mean, in the 80s, women's wrestling was a joke. There, there were yes. legitimate women's wrestlers, but women's wrestling was a joke. And it kind of started to change in the 90s. And now looking now, I mean, this is legitimate wrestling. <coughs> it's great to watch. I mean, they're as good, if not better than the men. Yes. Yeah. And again, some of them some are, a bit are better. Some of them are superior in wrestling ability, not just like physiques or anything, but actual wrestling ability. Oh, I better. know. I'm, but, I mean, I love watching Asuka. Um, you know, oh, she's my favorite. Was, yeah, she's she's the one who came to mind because she really is my favorite to watch right now. Um, although, I don't, again, she lost the streak around the time I stopped watching. Um, I mean, you have Ronda Rousey. Hmm? She lost the streak at WrestleMania. Yeah, and then she switched shows and yeah. I went away. You gotta remember WrestleMania was only a couple of weeks ago. I know, but you, you know, that was and you watched wrestling two weeks ago with me. We were talking yeah. about it. And then you went away, but she was already on SmackDown at that point. Yeah, and I, so Raw is the one that I do watch still. Yeah. Um But yeah, but I mean there's just so much going on. Like the fact you have Ronda Rousey now, who is Hasn't really done a match since WrestleMania. Oh, no, she's not, she, they're going to keep her as an attraction. Build her up. Yeah. She's, she's going to be an attraction. You don't want to she'll do the pay-per-views. No, she'll do the pay-per-views. And in the meantime, she's in the corner of uh, Natalia. And at the same time, she's still training and learning this craft. Oh, so I know. But she, it, yeah. it's perfect. The way they, how they're handling her is very good. Yeah. So no, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, She's there, so that's another spot. But you know, there's just there's so much they can do, uh, and I, I'd love to see more of it. Other than that, like I love, excuse me, what's going on? A lot of the wrestling now. Oh, excuse me, I have the hiccups all of a sudden. Um, okay. Like it used to be that the main leads were like big punchy guys, <coughs> who were like Hulk Hogan and stuff. Yeah. And now you have a lot of guys who are willing to, you know. Oh, you called it, John. Here comes Nia Jax. Oh, I forgot you watch on delay. Yeah, I'm on a two-minute delay. Um, but, you know, like it used to be like the big – the brawlers were the top guys, and now you have a lot of guys who can do the flippy shit who are on top. And it's become a big difference in the quality of the matches because of that. You know? Definitely. That they can fly, they can do the shit that it used to be just the cruisers doing. So it becomes a little more interesting. But then you also have guys who are Braun Strowman or you know shit like that, who are still the big guys. Undertaker's still around. Uh, Brock Lesnar's still around. And no matter, like no matter what company you follow, there's always that big guy at the top because look for years TNA. Tried to make Bobby Lashley, you know, uh, that that top guy, and he's nothing but a big piece of beef, you know. Mm -hmm. It's uh, for me what I like to see different stuff, you know, like uh, what the NWA is doing with Nick Aldis um, and New Japan uh, with uh, you know the stuff that Kenny Omega is doing, and even Ring of Honor. There's very few really big bulky guys in in Ring of Honor. Um, I know you have the was it the Beer City Bruiser. Uh, who's a big dude, and maybe one or two other guys, not not as many as like the, 
there's not as many big guys as like what WWE has. Yeah, that's good to know. Uh, Vince always has liked big guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got a thing for the the big meat. <laughs> the big meat. Yeah, yes, he does. Um, but uh, you know, that's his show. He gets to dictate what's on top. Yeah. But you know, I'd always rather watch you know Macho Man over Hulk in the ring. Me too. But Hulk must pose. I uh, I'm definitely was a Macho Man fan. Uh, but if you watch um, Flair Steamboat, <coughs> holy frijoles! That's a Macho match. Man was like a mix of Hogan because he had muscles and Ric Flair because he was a little shorter, a little leaner, and and he wrestled. And he was and agile. Brawled. Yeah, yeah. But he, 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 but he was agile. He could move. Yeah. Like, he could do some of that flippy shit. He, he didn't do him, much he, of it. but He, he, he could would do, do the double axe handle and the elbow drop. But he also would throw, you know, he would throw hands. You know, he would just throw some punches. And he would. And he, then he'd go off the top rope, you know, drop the elbow. So, so you know, it's always, that's the stuff I always like. That and, you know, because it was cartoony, I liked, like, the very flamboyant looking guys like yeah. um ricky the dragon steamboat guys like that where it's like they you came would out like you should you should google uh some dalton castle uh, entrances oh and... he's fucking hilarious he, he's awesome right he is, i mean he's yes. great in the ring he he can wrestle he looks i mean he, he comes across like non nonchalantly i know that but like same time you know that you get that feeling from him of he's a tough guy you yeah, know, no, he, no. I'm not saying he's he's not tough and that he can't wrestle. He's just very. You know what I mean, like, there's dimensions to him besides that that flamboyance. But if you want to see some cool entrances, he has them. Yeah, I've seen some. They're they're very entertaining. But I mean, that's what like appealed to me, like uh, Chris Jericho in the '90s, where he was a yeah. guy who was willing to kind of, you know, be entertaining on the way in, and then he could work a match. Yes. You know, and he, I mean, he's still that way. And the fact that he can command a crowd in like two minutes and then just get in there and I mean, he's a graduate of Stu Hart's dungeon. So, you know, he can, you know, wrestle, but yep. he can also do some of the jumpy shit. So it's, and, and Heather just wants you to know that the party peacock rules. He does. He does. That's Dalton Castle. The peacock I'm aware. Shrek. <laughs> So, who would you say are some one or two of your favorite wrestlers today? Um, today, uh, let's see. I definitely dig what Cody Rhodes is doing. Um, mm -hmm. I like I, I I like just so many guys in NXT, but I like what uh, Adam Cole's uh, doing in NXT with the Undisputed Era. Um, I'm a big fan of Titus O'Neil, and it's a shame that they don't do more with him. Here's a big guy. He's tall. He's thick. He's muscular. He's entertaining. Is uh, uh, oh, for God. years now. He's been entertaining. I know everyone's talking about the sliding and the tripping, but he's so good in the ring, and he has like this raw power about him. That's like this should be a top guy. This guy should be having a belt around his waist. But I mean, but the fact that he's also able to make fun of himself. Oh, definitely. Let me think. Like tonight, they kind of made a whole big like act out of it. As yeah. He was getting in to do a run in, and it was hilarious. 
I kind of almost broke up laughing in the middle of. But it's like the, the dude has so much talent, and it's wasted. And he's such a good guy. You know, he's he's a great father. He does a lot of charity work. Oh yeah. Um, it's like that's the guy you would like. That's the guy you would want at the top. You know, of your of your card. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. So right now, like I'm digging Finn Balor. Yeah, I'm a big fan a of lot. Finn. Yeah. I think. I know Heather likes his butt. Why wouldn't she? Um, but I, I think something's going to click, and then he'll be world title. They're obviously not putting him there yet. but I, I, think I can't wait. You can see the fans, the way the fans react to him. He's yeah. going to be just something needs to click. Because I know, like, they're, instead they're pushing, like, Brock and Roman and guys like that because they're big. Um, Braun Strowman. Uh, who else am I doing now? You know, Rollins is always entertaining. I know Heathers wants us both to say uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I, the, the stuff that Sami Zayn's doing as a heel is fucking awesome. Yeah. Really. Well, yeah, like, obviously I've only seen Limited because he's he, been Kevin on. Kevin Owens' show last week, that hit segment that him and Sami Zayn did was hilarious. I'll have to look it up. I uh, wasn't told. She uh, Heather sent a screen grab uh, of them sitting at the table and said, "And we go live now to masks and tights." Yes, that I was the picture. It was so there. funny. I didn't realize that was from last week's show. Yeah, yeah. And, and Heather wants oh, you. Know I'm a big Samoa Joe fan. I love Samoa Joe, and oh, I like uh, um, gonna kill you. Anderson and Gallows. What'd you say? Joe's gonna kill you. Yeah, I, I mean the whole Bullet Club thing is obviously great. Um, so, or Baylor Club as it is right now. Yeah. Although that kind of hasn't been the thing for like the last few weeks. Well, because Anderson and Gallows are on SmackDown. Oh, I didn't know they switched shows. With AJ. They teamed up with AJ, who was one of the other members of Bullet Club. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't realize they switched shows because the shakeup was... Yeah. I was on an airplane during it. It's okay. I'll fill you in. It's no big deal. All right. Well, that's what I keep you around for. You fill me in on the wrestling shit. Mm -hmm. Baylor coming out now. I again, I love Baylor's entrance. And yeah. Look how everybody's just reacting to him. Everyone's into it. I mean, Heather says Baylor's sexuality is a thing, which I thought it was really cool when he brought like a lot of the people out at WrestleMania. Yeah. I thought that was very cool. Baylor Club for everybody. Exactly. Baylor Club and is it, for everybody. It's a lot of speculation now online of is he is he gay? Like, who gives a fuck? The guy puts on great matches. Exactly. Oh, and somebody's dressed as the demon in the front row. Yeah, the demon. So, Baylor you ever see any of the entrances, uh, his demon entrances? No, I've never seen him as the demon. All right, you him. should watch the uh, the NXT uh, entrances that he did as the demon. Okay. Pretty cool. Should I throw your arms up with the Baylors? You know how it is. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think who else like, I'm entertained always by whenever they come out. But uh, I'm blanking. But you know, but it's just that kind of thing. Now I ask what classic guys you like, but here's a teaser for next week. Okay. If you, if you were to put together a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, no. Now don't answer now. Okay. But who would be on it? Okay. So you'll have a week to think about this. Could we do singles wrestlers and, and then a separate one for tag teams? All right. So this will just be singles wrestlers. Okay. Just singles wrestlers. Okay. And, and it's, it's wrestlers. So yeah. like 
it has to be based on their <laughs> in-ring slash promos. Yes. Because, like, look, Vincent, Vincent McMahon, he'd be on there because look what he did for wrestling. Yeah, definitely. No, no, it can't be. So, no, it's got to be so, guys. It's got to be guys who lace up the boots. I get it. So, yes, Vincent Vince has laced up his boots, but not no. But he wasn't a wrestler, but, you know. But the Mister McMahon character, while yeah. entertaining as it was, and how it created the Attitude Era, is not Mount Rushmore worthy. No, no, you know. But uh, if you were to look at the Stone Cold from that era, he'd be worthy. Yeah, I get it. So. So it can be anybody from any period, any promotion. Okay. The only rule is it's based on what you see on TV. Right. So it doesn't matter what they did behind the scenes. It doesn't <laughs> matter if they were a trainer, a promoter, if they were yes. really nice to kids in the parking lot. It's got to happen on TV for it to yes. count. So... So with that thought, that's our big cliffhanger for next week. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So it's time for us to tune out and watch Baylor versus Rollins. Heather, we, we would love to have you on the show next week to discuss. You can totally join us, and we will set that up with you for next week. Oh, that would be awesome. I'd love that. Because she wants to get in on this action. Okay. So, all right, I'm all for it. All right. So we will pick that up next week. So we will see you then. We don't have a good see outro yet. So no, we don't have an ya. outro yet. For we're, we're, working on it. we're working on it. We're working on it. See ya.